Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Popcorn and Wine Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is brought to you by the folks at That's Amore. Looking for a dating service that customizes everything from your match to your date to suit your specific needs? Well, look no further than That's Amore. If you're looking for love, look no further. If you want nothing more than to play, then they can help you with that too. Whatever your fancy, your deepest, darkest desire, they can handle it at That's Amore. For more info, check them out at sugardaddy.amore.com. <laughs> That's a little, um, well, why is it Sugar Daddy, though? Hey, I, I look, I, I just say the check cleared, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, yeah, Sugar Mama's welcome, too. Some people need a Sugar Mama. Hey, I'm sure they got it all. Mm-hmm. I just sometimes learn that it's best not to ask questions you don't want the answers to. Um, so this week's episode, we dive into the world of first love with the coming of age story, Hot St- Heartstopper, currently airing on Netflix. Based on a popular webtoon of the same name, it tells the story of Charlie and Nick, two young men who meet at school and instantly become BFFs as they navigate the tricky waters of high of the high school social scene, self-discovery, and young love in this heart-stopping coming-of-age story. So Tammy, what did you think? Was Heartstopper a ride on Love at First Sight Express, or did you end up at Heartbreak Hotel? Well, I'm the one who suggested this show, so I will just come right out and say that I loved it enough to text Eddie and be like, hey, let's do Heartstopper because it was really, really good. So I want to know, what did you think of it, Eddie? I liked it. It wasn't something that was originally on our radar. Um, so, you know, coming off of the hiatus, we were looking, we were looking for different things. So um, when you suggested it, I was very amenable to it. And I watched it and I, I actually liked it. Um, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, it was perfectly classed. I love that they actually used a trans actress um, to play Elle's character, who was a trans uh, student. Um, I love, you know, and I'm a huge Olivia Coleman fan. I think she is one of those actresses who can do just about no wrong. So um, even if she's, even if the movie's not the best, she's always going to slay her part. So I loved her cameos as, as Nick's mom um, or mom, as they say in England. So um, it was, it was a spot on um, suggestion. So I, I really appreciate it. It was pretty good. Um, so what was something that, what did you like about it? What tugged at your heart street? Um, <clears throat> so it's a coming of age story. And I think it's so rare to have a genuine coming of age story um, of just teenagers trying to figure out who they are. I think that um, a lot of the shows, at least on American TV, uh, because this is a British show, um, on American TV, a lot of the shows that are promoted and put out there are very, like, sexualized teenagers, right? Um, and granted, I understand. Teenagers, yes. They take drugs. Yes. They have sex. Yes. They party a lot and all this other stuff. But majority of the teenagers that I know are just trying to figure out who they are and um, don't know enough to be getting into all of that mess now. And, and I just love the fact of this was that story. Like 
this wasn't this story where you know they would just and like overemphasize certain like negative aspects of being a teenager no it it was just a really really good coming of age story kind of reminded me of when I was growing up and the stories that I just loved and I could watch over and over again like I could watch this series over again and never get bored with it so I loved it yeah, um, I, I get that. I, I, I get what you're saying about some American shows, um, especially when they deal with teens. They have the teens so adult and grown up already. And they're dealing with a lot of, and true enough, kids are growing up faster today. But it's like, okay, because you think the you think you have a teen show, you put them in adult situations in high school, which isn't necessarily the case for the majority of teens. So I, I do like that there was a bit more um, innocence to this where they didn't seem to have it all figured out. Um, And it truly was um, a a journey where he starts self-discovery. I don't know if we ever truly, um, I think that's a continuous journey. I think we should always be discovering and rediscovering ourselves as we live this life because we're constantly changing um, as people. And um, I love, that they took such care in the way that they told Charlie and Nick's story. Um, and I especially love the way that they handled Nick's quote unquote gay crisis, according to him, his full blown gay crisis, um, you know? And I love that um, when he, so, excuse me, they're, they start off as just friends. Charlie is out and he has a crush on Nick who is what? captain of the rugby team or one of the star rugby players and they meet and I guess what would have been like their homeroom class or whatever yeah and um they just instantly become friends Charlie instantly has a crush on Nick Nick instantly kind of knows that hey Charlie's cool and that he doesn't have a problem with being his friend and so it, it, it grows there and it grows very naturally just like that like you could see a hetero relationship growing that friendship, that underlying bond, the foundation there is friendship. And they genuinely enjoy being in each other's company. And I love that as they go on this journey and Charlie realizes, or Nick realizes, they both realize that they have feelings for each other. And Nick um, realizes that, hey, he has feelings for uh, Charlie, who is a guy, that he takes the time to figure it out. And when he asks him to keep it a secret, or, you know, it's truly, it's truly just to give him a chance to figure out who he is and how he identifies. It's not because he wants to keep Charlie as his dirty little secret slash fuck toy like Ben did, the first guy that Charlie was involved with. And so I, I love that, um, that they actually made Nick a really nice guy, you know, um, so that was one of the things that I, I really, really appreciated. And we got to take the journey for him. And he figured out that, hey, I'm probably bi more so than gay. Because I didn't get the feeling that he actually, that I got the feeling that, not saying that Charlie was a one-off, but that he wasn't just generally into guys. It was just something about Charlie that he felt this pull and this attraction to. I agree. I agree. But I think it's the starting journey of, I, I think they even handled him figuring out that he was bisexual, which is something that people really don't touch on. And when they touch on um, someone being bisexual, it's either 
um, they really focus on them being with one or another gender, right? They don't focus on the fact that they are they're attracted to both genders. And I love the fact of like him um, researching in and kind of watching um, that video and seeing like, hey, this may actually be me. Like I, I may not be gay, I'm bisexual and I like Charlie. And that's what kind of opened the doors to the fact of I'm not completely 100% hetero. And I, I, I just love, like I said, I love the discovery of it all. Um, I thought it was really, really great on that discovery. Yeah. Um, so I, and I, I love that no matter what happened, you got that he wanted to be Charlie's friend and he never wanted to do anything to hurt Charlie, you know, and that he, the journey wasn't all just all about him. It was also about him, you know, giving Charlie the confidence. Like when he told Charlie, stop saying you're sorry, you know, like you say that a lot and you don't have to be sorry, you know, um, you don't have necessarily anything to be sorry for. I like when he got suckered into that date with Anya Jean. His mom was like, he was like, and her dog died. And she was, his mom was like, that's no reason to go out with her. Yeah, just because you know? she was sad and she was crying. But he was so sweet, though. He yeah, was such like, a sweetheart. He's like, it's a pity date. And she's like, <laughs> you know. And he still ended up going out with Charlie. And even the text where he told her he wasn't going to be able to make it. And the next day where he actually met up with her. And he, he, he was a man of his word where he told Charlie, I'm going to tell her, you know, that I don't like her like that. And I, I didn't mean to lead her on and I don't want you to think. So it was like, even though he wasn't, it wasn't that he wasn't sure about Charlie and his feelings for Charlie. I think it was more so that he just wasn't sure about his identity and how he wanted to identify. And once you got that, because at first you kind of thought, is this going to be, a, when he when he mentioned keeping it secret, you're like, oh God, is this going to be another Ben situation? You know, where it's going to be full of self-loathing and making Charlie feel bad about himself and trying to really keep keep him in the closet and make sure that, you know, you, where you don't even want to acknowledge his existence or his presence or anything like that. And then you and then you 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 honestly start to see that, no, that's not what this is at all. It's completely different. This was really just about him taking his time, figuring out who he was and what he was, uh, what his identity was and so. I truly appreciate that, that they didn't really play, that we saw that one stereotype, but they didn't make him the same, you know? Um, and I really, I really, really liked it. And I love the chemistry that the two actors had together. Um, I love their friendship and their relationship. And it was just really, really sweet. Um, so what about um, the secondary characters? Who was like you, some of your favorite secondary characters or um, storyline? I loved Elle. I did um, too. I thought she I, was great. Yes. And so when I like, okay, so I did not like do any kind of background information. I remember seeing the trailer on YouTube and because um, I'm addicted. <laughs> and so when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh my God, I have to watch this. I thought it was a movie. So I thought at first that Heartstopper was a movie. So I was like, okay, I put it on my calendar. I was like, I'm going to watch this. It looks pretty good. 
And then I found out it was a TV show. When I went and I was like episode one, I was like, oh, shoot, this is a TV show. Okay, cool. And I have to say that um, so I didn't know anything about like the actors or the characters or the storyline. Didn't know it was a book series. Um, but Elle, like, yeah, she was great. Like, I, I liked... Even the journey of Elle, how um, she first started out at um, Truum, I think it's called Truum um, Boys School, and then um, transferred to the girls' version of their school, and um, kind of didn't know the environment, didn't really think that people would be open to wanting to get to know her and like her, so she kind of was very standoffish. She was being very... Um, lonerish and um then finally uh tara when tara because tara is another character i really really loved and tara like kind of reaches out to her and they become friends and like opens up the friend circle to um, more members <laughs> as it goes so l was definitely one of my favorites i i also like tara and her girlfriend oh darcy, darcy. Yeah. um yeah i love tara darcy um, I will say Tao kind of took me a moment to really enjoy the beautifulness that is Tao. Um, at first I was just like, uh, is he going to just play the stereotypical, like jealous friend because his friend has a boyfriend and he just doesn't know how to react because of that. But you start to really kind of see like he was acting like a teenager like you know he was scared of losing what he's always known and as you kind of open up that storyline and you kind of see where he was coming from and I agreed with him on some points later on in the series of how Charlie was being so Nick focused and being so Nick focused means that he was kind of leaving his friends behind in a way um but I would say all the side characters like even the teacher I don't know what the teacher's name was, <laughs> but even the teacher that would let Charlie hide out in his room and he was really like cool with him. Like I even loved the teacher and the principal was hilarious. Can I say how the principal was <laughs> when he threatened the students or said the coach was going to threaten the students if they didn't sign up for an event? He was like, wait, can she do that? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> kept going like there was nothing after threatening the lives of the kids and I was just like well you already said it over the intercom so there's no take backs now um but yeah oh one more character loved her loved her Tori Charlie's sister was awesome like she was great she was great and I hear she's gonna be if they get renewed for a second season she's more involved in the second book so give me more Tori because she was great yeah um I I agree with you on a lot of points I loved Elle and I loved her story of acceptance of self-acceptance because you kind of get the fact that you kind of get the idea um that at her other school when she was at Truman Boys or Truman Boys however you pronounce it um she was always in fight or flight mode and that she never really had the chance to become comfortable in her own skin or in her new skin um, and figure that out. So when she transferred to the girls' school, she just kind of automatically had those defenses up and was prepared to have to deal with the same thing. So rather than put herself out there initially and deal with all that rejection, um, 
she she kind of took she kind of stayed in herself but you saw her um you saw the changes and you saw as as she and Tara became friends as she opened herself up more to that friendship and that acceptance and that confidence you saw it reflect on her outwardly just in the way she dressed in the way she did her hair just in everything she just started looking different and being different and you start to see the true L so I loved how you saw how we saw that and I also can appreciate the fact that um they hinted at the bullying more than what they showed, um, especially for her character. Um, you know, it was there, but I'm glad that she had a smoother transition because I could only imagine, um, especially dealing with the likes of Harry, who was the main bully or uh, villain, um, if you have them, I guess, doing archetypes for characters, he would have been the villain. Um, dealing with the likes of him, I can only imagine how much of a hellscape her life at Truem was with him and his friends. And so, and we kind of got a glimpse of it with, uh, with the way Harry treated Charlie. So I can only imagine how he would treat um, a black trans student at that school, um, him and his friends. So um, I, I'm, I'm glad we didn't necessarily get uh, a firsthand view of that. And I can only imagine how hellish it really was. But I'm also glad that when she found more acceptance and love at her at her new school. And I did love Tara and her girlfriend, Darcy. And I loved um, her relationship with her friends. Like she realized, hey, I can make friends. I, I can do this, you know. I am worthy of someone outside of the boys who she's probably grown up with um, her whole life. So I like that. Um, I also liked how the moment that she realized that, uh-oh, when she started looking at Tao a little differently, um, when, you know, it was more than just Tao being her best friend, you know. So I, I liked the slow burn there um, with that. I love, I even liked Isaac, um, him and Ollie, the, the wise one, the quiet one who was always in his books. Um, and then when, he, when when Charlie and Chow were playing that Monopoly game and it was yeah. starting to get heated and he just kicked it over like it was an accident because he was quote unquote sleep or whatever. <laughs> I he was like, like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, Isaac was a sneaky one. I loved him. And when he walked in on Charlie and, um, and Nick and he was just like, oh, she just wanted me to bring you this. But you knew full on that he knew. And he, he just never said anything. So I loved him. Um, I have a bit of a different opinion about Tal. I hated Tal. Um, and I, <laughs> I wanted to love Tal. From a certain point, I understood where he was coming from. And I knew that his selfishness and his, he was selfish and he was narcissistic. And I got that a lot of it was coming from a place of fear, just everything changing. Um, but he wasn't a good friend because it was always about him from the movies he forced them to watch from the, from them. Anytime you got the idea that anytime they had a differing opinion, you know, and I get how protective he was of them because he saw them being bullied and he didn't want that for his friends. So I get that part of it came from that, that pure, that pure need to protect his friends. Um, you know, I, I understand that, but, Everything else, it, he was a bit much. And I understood why Charlie didn't tell him. It wasn't necessarily because 
he didn't want to tell him. He didn't know how to tell him because he was he knew he was afraid that a he probably would have said something in the heat of the moment, being a smart ass to Harry, or he would have just been so negative about their relationship and that they were trying to figure it out. Um, and so I understand why he was he would have been the hardest person to tell and why he was the last person to tell. And him, he made it all about him and not being his friend. And so I was just like, God, and you're right. Part of that has to do with being a teenager, but adults can, adults can be like that too. And I was just like, oh, but I did see where towards the end, the, the one time that I saw him as being a true friend, when I saw it and I saw like, I hope, and I said, okay, in this season, because up until this point, I was kind of like, can Tal get hit by a bus? <laughs> Forgive me. But the time when I really saw where, like, okay, there may be hope yet for him is when he actually had a conversation with Charlie. And he told him about Nick's fears and how Nick would never voice them, you know. And when they actually sat down and talked and he actually gave Nick a chance, I was like, yes. Now, this is what being a real friend is. Even though you're pissed off at him at this moment, I understand you're hurt, but you are, you are actually being a friend here. That's when I saw it. And I'm like, okay. So you just, like you said, you probably had to get through all of the layers. But up until that point, I'm like, can he just get hit by a bus, please? But so, you so, didn't think Charlie was wrong in how, because as a friend, one thing that like, one thing I didn't like about Charlie was as a friend he knew all of his friends and you knew his the, you knew their personalities and um so that means that you knew the insecurities of Tao and even as you knew the insecurities of Tao you were so engrossed in um Nick that you basically set him to the side you set Tao to the side knowing his insecurities of losing his friends um, of L already leaving and then he spent all his time with Nick and just every single time was like oh well you know I already promised Nick so like I can't and I think it, it didn't have anything to do with insecurities I think that was just young love because it happens you know as we grow no, the insecurities we, of Tao not insecurities of Charlie I'm sorry yeah and I get that but it wasn't on Charlie to manage Tao's insecurities um, and, and it happens as you grow and you fall in love, um, you know, you, you, you have to give way to that. They were so in their bubble that they are, the, that they wanted to be together all the time. And I get that this was probably, Charles probably never had a girlfriend, so he's never, he's never gotten that. And this was Charles, this was Nick's first love where he just was so engrossed and you have to, that balance doesn't always come naturally you know, and just trying to figure it out. And like I said, I think if he felt comfortable and more comfortable and at a place to where he could have told Tal the full extent of his relationship at Charlie, I think that would have helped out too. But because he was so afraid of Tal's reaction, he didn't, he, he didn't know. Like Tal, and I, like I said, I understood Tal thinks, oh, you're you're chasing after the straight boy who doesn't want to be with you, especially after he heard him accept a date with Imogene and all that stuff, and they get in the fight at the bowling alley and all of that. So 
but like I said, it's not on Nick to manage uh, child's insecurities. Charlie, not on Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. It, and I, I kept doing that as I was talking, and I keep, I keep changing names. But yeah, it wasn't on Charlie to to manage child's insecurities. Um, you know, and and so I just think, yeah. But I, I find that that moment, that scene, and towards the end, I was like, okay. Um, if it does come back for a season, I hope we get more of this Tao. And I hope we get more of the Tao who recognizes that he can be too much because of his own insecurities. Because when he finally admits to L, I don't know why I, I have such a fear of being alone. So I hope that's something that they can tackle in the second season and kind of smooth out his edges. You know, he's always probably going to be that quirky movie geek, which I love. I didn't have a problem with that. It was just everything else, his his narcissism, making everything about him and being so controlling of his friends and their opinions and their emotions, where if they disagreed with him, they were automatically wrong. I love the fact that he finally starts seeing up for himself and his friends. Um, I don't have a problem with that. It was just the other the other stuff that was kind of like that was a bit much. So I I think that like like I, and I, I you know I said this previously. Um, one of the issues that I had was I liked Charlie as a character. I liked Nick as a character. But I think Charlie catered too much to um, Nick's feelings and what needed to happen to make Nick feel comfortable and in turn made everybody around him feel some type of way. Um, because of the fact of you have Nick's so-called best friend and Nick never, never truly stood up to Harry. And his yeah, you called him out, you got into a fight, but even even with all of that, you still you were still sitting in the same area. You even when you realized that Harry was an asshole, like you you really started to see that it was wrong. You kind of stood by, it. and I I hate that about um, that you kind of just go along to get along. And so it's you knew that Harry was an asshole. He made homophobic comments. And you still kind of like let it go. So like you saw him bullying Charlie's friends and you said nothing. You did nothing. It wasn't until he called Charlie a faggot is where the F word is where like he got into a fight with him. But previously he's bullying the friends that you know are Charlie's friends and you say nothing. And Charlie was always like, let it go, Tao, let it go. And I'm just like, I appreciate the fact that Tao was willing to step up and to go back and forth with Harry and his homophobia and his bullying ways because Nick and Charlie refused. And then they would, like, Charlie would talk down to Tao, like, why did you do that? Why are you trying to rock the boat? Why are you making it harder for Nick? Are you fucking serious? Making it harder for Nick? Like, no. Like, Tao is trying to step up because you refuse to say anything. You refuse to step up for yourself. And your own boyfriend refuses to really step up for you. So you should appreciate the fact that Tao stepped up. Like, I understand, like, and I agree with you on certain things about Tao. um, But Charlie had some ways about him that he also needs to reflect on that I did not like about his character um at least nick kind of has like a little bit of an excuse he was trying to figure out who he was but charlie like whole world became nick and it was like his whole world became nick and nobody else mattered nobody else's feelings but nick's and i I think that's the one thing about the series i did not like well like i said i think 
it, it kind of has to go with that balance of first love where you're just so all consumed. And I think after his relationship with Ben, he he was in a place to where he felt like he had to get along, to move along, like he was going to do it on his terms. Because you you do realize he felt a certain kind of way when Nick said it was keep it a secret and it was okay. And he thought this would be different. So I think once he realized that, hey, this is actually different, we are going out in places in public. It is a journey of self-discovery. But I think Charlie also needed to find his confidence because being the only, he wasn't the only gay kid in the school. Let's not kid ourselves. He was the only out kid in the school, the only openly gay kid in the school. And I think because of what he had faced, he was just trying to not rock the boat. And a lot of kids do that, especially in the face of faces of bullies. They just don't want to rock the boat. And I get that. And yeah, Nick, he could have done more. There were moments when I'm like, yes, you need to do more. Just, it doesn't matter what they're going to call you. It's not a matter of you and him being together. It's just a matter of you being a decent human being. You need to stand up and do more. So I agree with you there. But I understand where Charlie was coming from as far as trying to shrink back because he was always the one saying, I'm sorry. He was always the one thinking he was wrong, that he did something. Um, but towards the end, and, I, and I, I hope this is something that we see next season, um, if there is a season two, when he stood up to Ben and it's like, you don't get to have this control over me anymore. You, you don't have a say in my life. You don't matter to me anymore. You don't get to make me feel this way. So I think it was just a matter of him discovering his confidence and figuring out who he was as well and the type of person he wanted to be. And so I hope that we don't see that shrieking wild uh, wallflower um, Charlie anymore. I hope that he he lives in his confidence, just like Elle had to find her confidence. Um, he had to find his confidence, too, and truly be secure. You know, it's like, OK, I'm the gay kid. I'm the out gay kid. And you get the fact that he, he didn't necessarily want to kill him out. I don't know his whole coming out story. Like you said, I didn't, I, the first time I heard about it is when you mentioned it. So I hadn't really done a lot of research on it. I just watched it. And so I was like, oh, okay, the webtoon. So when he was talking about though, I got the feeling that he didn't necessarily want to come out. I, I get the feeling that he was kind of out it and then he just had to deal with it, you know? So, and I think Tara kind of showed us, it's one thing about, being who you are and being comfortable with who you are, but then having the whole world having to deal with everyone else's expectations of who they think you are um, and dealing with their labels and their bullshit on top of that. You know, it's like she doesn't regret being a lesbian. She wouldn't change it. She is who she is. She's proud of who she is, but she didn't know how to handle being one public that publicly, if that makes sense. So I think it was just her trying to find her confidence and her security in being and having it all over the internet and what she didn't think would be a big deal. And I think it was the same thing with Charlie. It's just him finding his confidence and being, okay, I don't have to put up with this. So, you know, um, that's where I think that came from. But like I said, I hope next season he, we, get to, we get to see more of the confident Charlie. And I'm sure the longer that they're together, you will find more balance in them hanging out with their friends and being more aware um, you know, and I think we're going to see Tao find an understanding of that as he comes to terms with his feelings for Elle, um, because you, you saw the moment where he realizes that, uh-oh, I think 
all of a sudden he starts looking at his best friend differently too. So that would be really interesting to see. And I did agree with you. I loved his, I loved Charlie's sister. I loved his father. We really didn't get to see too much of his mom, but I loved his relationship with those two people. So, um, I hated the, I hated the, the flirt, the birds and the flowers. I could have done without the cartoon effects. <laughs> it's a webtoon. I get it, but I could have done without the cartoon effects. I thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could have done without the cartoon effects. But um, anything else? So do you? So do you think there should be a second season? Well, yes. I even bought the books. Oh wow! <laughs> I am going to read the books. How uh, many well, are there in the series? There's four. Okay. Um. So there's four of them, and I started the first one. I'm really, really excited uh, to kind of see how close to the um, book the um, the series was because it's looking like it was pretty close from based on like what I've read so far. But um, yeah, so I am definitely excited for a season two. I think that it's done very, very, very well in the ratings for Netflix. So hopefully Netflix gives it a season two and we get to continue the story of Charlie and Nick. Yeah, Charlie, Nick, and friends. I, I, I do. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I like to see them continue to navigate new loves and new lives and, and, and all of that. And um, it was really well done. And I was like, okay, you know, there's some series where you're like, yeah, they can stop after season one. I don't see how it would continue. It was great. Leave it alone. Where is that? And then there's some where I'm always like, ooh. And this is one of the ones where I'm like, yes, I, I definitely like. Even halfway through, I was like, yes, there needs to be a season two. Um, so I hope that we get a continuation of this very cute love story um, as, as they continue on um, navigating those hormonal teenage years. Um, so how would you rate? Um, I am going to rate Heartstopper at a... Ooh, I'm like in between two numbers. Oh gosh. Okay, so I'm gonna rate it a four point Um, I'm excited to see what else comes. I'm giving it four popcorns. I'm excited to see what else comes with the story. I just loved the elements of a coming of age story. I love the kind of a more of a '90s or an '80s vibe. Um, when you could just have genuine uh, stories of people figuring out who they are. I just love that concept because um, I think it's not done enough in today's um, world. So I'm really, really excited for them to continue the story because I will definitely be there for a season two. What about you, Eddie? Um, I agree with you. And when you said 80s, 90s vibe, it, it did make me talk about, it did kind of reflect, make me reflect on one of the things that I, I did not mention um, the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. You know, music is my love language. And so um, I fell instantly in love with the soundtrack. Um, it was amazing. So, and um, I'm always down for discovering new music, but I thought that the songs that they put in there worked really, really well. Um, one of the best shows I think that does that really well is Grey's Anatomy. Um, you know, th their music that they play is always spot on. Um, so yeah, that was one. And, um, All American does that well too. 
is the songs that they incorporate as the background music into the show. Um, so I loved what they did with that. Just that 80s, 90s vibe brought that back to me. Um, I gave it a four. I, I'm with you. I, I rated this a four. You know, there are certain things that, you know, um, it was damn near close to perfection. I love the story that they told. Um, like I said, you can you cannot go wrong when you can get Olivia Coleman in something, even a cameo, a couple of cameo scenes with Olivia Coleman, you know it's going you know it has to be something special. And um this was definitely that. I would highly recommend it. Um I would tell people who who may be skeptical, um, because it's a it's a quote unquote gay love story. It's not. It's it's just a love story. It's just it coming it's just the coming of age, you know. Um it makes you just see that love is love and um, and I appreciated that you, you, you didn't get hung up on the fat on that at all. So, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it is something that I would watch again. And it was something that I would even like you, uh, recommend that you read the books in the webtoon series for, um, or what have you. So, um, I really hope that there is a second, a, a second season and more. I hope maybe they just do the whole book series, you know. Um, but with Netflix, you never know. They have a way about them. Um, I still don't understand how they do some things at Netflix, but that's neither here nor there at this moment. So um, is that it? Anything else? Anything else you want to add? Go watch it. It's currently streaming on Netflix. Netflix. Definitely something to watch. I recommend everybody watch it. Yes. All right, so that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Windown. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify Podcasts. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at thepopcornwindown.com. The new and improved Popcorn Windown updating daily. Um, the news is coming back very, very soon, so I, I, I'll be interested to see what you guys think about that new layout. But that's it. That's our plug. Still do not have my sound effect in this new and improved age. But that's okay. It's going to happen. I'm going to get it. Poppity pop, pop, pop. Um, Tammy's going to make it happen one day. She'll surprise me. Be old and gray, but it's going to happen. <laughs> Thank you as always. And be sure to join us next week when we discuss. Oh, goodness. I cannot wait for this. I think the title <laughs> says it all. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh, that's going to be a doozy. Well, until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.